Have you been listening to our podcast for a while and still feel emotionally stuck and overwhelmed? If you desire to experience the ease and confidence we so often speak about, we have a program just for you. Our Broken to Brilliant group coaching program provides the emotional support and practical guidance needed to move forward with certainty and confidence. It's a safe, caring, and affordable space to heal from the pain of divorce and create a life you love. The program begins Tuesday, February 22nd at 8 p.m. Eastern, and there are still a few spots left. You can learn more about this 12-week program, which includes six 90-minute group sessions, powerful coaching that catapults you forward, and a community of peers there to support you. Just go to jbddivorcesupport.com backslash broken to brilliant and register today. We'll see you soon. Welcome to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast, where we invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience, heal your heart while refining your character, and set you up to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. I'm your host, Karen McMahon, founder of Journey Beyond Divorce. My divorce brought me to my knees, and it also transformed me and set me on this path to help you. Our team of JBD coaches support men and women to engage in divorce with more calm, clarity, and confidence through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. We invite people to take that deep inner dive into the upset, you know, and we just take a look at what's the root of the reaction. You know, we're talking about that self-judgment mostly, you know, because when people are in judgment, even if they're judging other people, there is some form of self-judgment that's at the root of the situation. And I talked about some of those before, like, what's wrong with me? Why does this always happen to me? You know, what, what's what's going on about me that invites this kind of uh, negativity and Uh, rejection and all of those experiences that seem to be the triggering event. Welcome to JBD Team Talks with your host, Karen McMahon. During Team Talks, you get a chance to meet our JBD coaches as we discuss challenges and difficulties that are common to everyone facing divorce and provide you with tips and strategies to help you master the art of managing your thoughts, calming your emotions, and intentionally choosing your responses. And now for today's topic. Welcome back to another episode of JBD Team Talks. Today, we're talking about battling with discouragement, and I'm here with Carrie Doubts. Hey, Carrie. Hi, Karen. It's so great to be with you again, and such a great topic. It seems to be uh, one that's very 
prevalent right now, uh, I think, in a lot of our clients and just the, the world in general. So I, I thought we could do some uh, talking about that and helping people do battle with discouragement because that's that's where, where we got to bring our warrior consciousness. So Absolutely. we'll talk about that. Absolutely. I think discouragement is something that all of our clients experience at one point or another during the process. And um, some some of our listeners are slayed by it. They get stuck there. And so today, uh, Carrie's really going to lead this conversation in sharing what discouragement is, what it does, and ways that we can begin to move out of it into a better uh, mindset and place. So take it away, Carrie. Sure, sure. Great. So I looked up discouragement in the dictionary, and what it means is to tend to stop something, to deter someone. And the synonyms for it are disheartened, dispirited, and a whole bunch of other like really gloomy words. So (laughs) what makes us feel discouraged? Uh, So let's just break it down. So something happens, right? Like we didn't get something that we wanted, or we do get something that we don't want. And there's plenty of that going on when we are going through a divorce for sure. But what happens is the the thing happens. And then immediately without even thinking about it, we place a judgment on the situation that it's bad. You know, that the other people in the situation, well, we judge them too. They don't care about us. They didn't treat us right. They're bad, you know, so we really get into uh, that judgment without even thinking about it. And we've talked about this a little bit in some of our other um, podcasts where we talk about the energy levels. And the energy levels are very low level catabolic energy when we're dealing with uh, discouragement. It's a lot of like this level one energy of victimization and feeling at the effect of other people and circumstances and situations and level two of just be pissed off about it. So There's, there's anger at the world, anger at ourselves, and it just takes our energy down into this really downward spiral, spiral. And you mentioned people can really get stuck there. Yeah. And it's, it's depleting. So at a time where we need our um, energy the most, what you just described, that victim, that, that conflict, that's, that leaves us lacking the energy that we need. And the interesting thing, and I'm excited to hear what you have to say about this, is it's actually not about what's happening externally to us. It's actually how we're processing it. And that's where the empowering part comes in. So true. Because there's a lot of thoughts, you know, that come forward as a result of your reaction. It's not fair, you know, oh, this always happens to me. What's wrong with me? You know, these are the thoughts that create that emotional energy that goes along with discouragement. You feel disheartened. You feel dispirited as a result. You you talked about that draining energy. It just like sucks the life force out of us when we start in on these thoughts. So if you follow these thoughts and these feelings to their usual result, they're going to stop you from taking action in the world. Right. That's how it works. So the thoughts, the feelings, the actions that we have, they all line up. So when we have a discouraged thought and that disheartened feeling that goes with it, 
the action in the world is lethargy, giving up, numbing, uh, or taking our um, blame out into the world and, you know, thrusting that out there. And it's, it's really just that reactive place, you know, where we get to. So, again, there's a thought, a feeling to match the thought, and then our action will follow. So, when we're discouraged, it makes sense. We give up. We take that victim p- position in the situation. And so, you know, when I hear clients uh, and often, you know, we get into these kinds of situations where discouragement is present. And when I talk to them and they're in that discouraged place, you know, it's, it's like it's, it's an important thing to just ask yourself, you know, are you okay with giving up in this situation? Are you really okay with being a victim to this situation. Mm. And often people will, you know, they'll sort of kind of wake up from this kind of um, unaware, you know, place that they've been inhabiting with their thoughts and their feelings. And they'll go, no, I'm not okay with this. I just don't know what to do. I don't know how to get myself out of it. And so I tell people it does take great courage to take responsibility for the part that wants to moan and complain that it's somebody else's fault and that we're upset and all that. But it takes great courage to take responsibility for moving ourselves out of that discouraged place. And so, you know, go ahead. I just want to to jump in because I think something you're saying is really important and powerful. So if you're listening and you start asking yourself, am I okay being in this place? What what you're inviting people into, Carrie, is noticing that they have a choice. Mm -hmm. Because I think that when you're that um, down and discouraged, you just think, what choice do I have? I have to be discouraged. He always, it always, she never, he never. Mm -hmm. Like, I have no choice. And simply by saying, am I okay with this? Because if I'm not okay with it, then maybe there's something I can do. It like invites in choice. And I think that that's really important. Yeah, it is important because we want to respect people's choice. You know, if they do want to stay in discouragement, that's absolutely their choice. Yep. It's just, it's not going to get them what they want. And we're here to help them realize that, you know, you deserve to get more out of life than being discouraged and, and playing the victim role. So, and we respect it. If people say, nope, I want to stay here. It's like, okay, how can I support you? Right. <laughs> yep. But if people say, no, I, this isn't where I want to say, but I, you know, I, I don't know how to get myself up and out of this. So we invite people to take that deep inner dive into the upset, you know, and we just take a look at what's the root of the reaction. You know, we're talking about that self-judgment mostly, mm-hmm. you know, because when people are in judgment, even if they're judging other people, there is some form of self-judgment that's at the root of the situation. And I talked about some of those before, like, what's wrong with me? Why does this always happen to me? You know, what, what's what's going on about me that invites this kind of uh, negativity and uh, rejection and all of those experiences that seem to be the triggering event? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, it it takes great courage to face the parts of ourselves that we don't like, you know, that we judge. 
and to deal with those inner aspects and that, you know, they just shout these messages of you're not good enough, you're stupid, you're such a loser. You know, you hear people's uh, voice in that and often just surfacing that self-talk, you know, getting the, our clients to, to say the things out loud that they've been saying inside their heads, they start immediately to recognize, wow, I'm being really hard on myself. Yeah, it's that self-condemnation, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that, that sense that, uh, that sense that there's, there, there's nothing I can do. And yet, as soon as you begin to realize these are my thoughts, like the slowing it down, the, the courage to slow it down, stop looking at whoever or whatever is going on externally and say, you know, why do I feel this way? What am I saying to myself? Am I okay with what I'm saying to myself? How long has this been the messaging going on in my head? Like all of those questions are like shining a light in a dark room. Yeah, absolutely. Because people don't realize, honestly, that they're saying these kinds of uh, really self-denigrating messages towards themselves. They just don't know it until, like you said, they slow down and give that that very that inner critic uh, a voice. Yeah. And that takes courage to face that and go, wow, okay, bring it. What do you got to say? And, and the fact that you don't recognize it right away, I was working with a client and she sent me a one page email that she had written kind of to herself or about her situation. And as I was reading it, I was like, oh, my God, this is so self-condemning, mm-hmm. so self-judgmental. She had the same piece of paper in front of her and she said, uh, I don't see it. Could you point it out? And as we went through and started pointing it out, she said it was like they were like neon messages jumping <laughs> off of. And, and at the end of our conversation, the thing that was so shocking to her was now they were blaring. But moments earlier, because it was it was just the the normal, typical uh, inner chatter that she she didn't even see it as as self-judgment and condemnation. And so that shining a light in the dark room, I think for those listening uh, to be able to take a step back. And if you can't see it in whatever your dialogue is, um, maybe you chat with a friend um, or a coach or a therapist and have someone help you point out uh, these these stories, these statements, um, self-denigrating that that are really harming you. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, if you're wondering at this point, okay, I understand what's happening in the sequence of things. How do I get myself out of here? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, how do I get myself out of this cul-de-sac of uh, pain and uh, suffering that I put myself into? And so we'll just go through some some tips uh, to approach this in, with yourself. And you can do this with a journal. You can do this with uh, talking to another person that you trust, you know, uh, talking to your coach. But f- the first step in this situation is, okay, you've been triggered by something that happened. So let yourself feel the feelings, feel the feels, feel uh, what we don't feel we can't heal is the saying. So let yourself feel the anger, the bitterness, the resentment, you know, whatever is there. Express all your feelings. And this is really about releasing them instead of keeping them all bottled up inside. 
Okay, so the anger is really going to give way very quickly to hurt because what's underneath anger is usually hurt. So then, you know, you're going to tap into the hurt and let yourself have a good cry and express all the hurt and the disappointment uh, that's underneath that anger. Don't skip this step. Don't just stay bottled up in the anger because that can become like this loop where you just keep getting angrier and angrier and you're actually, you know, spiraling, you know, even further out of control. Just really allow yourself to feel the hurt feelings that all of this is, has brought up. And, and I'll just say that the danger in thinking, you know, I'm good, I've done my work and then soldiering on without that processing is, you know, you, you can stuff it, stuff it, stuff it, and you're going to implode or, or you're going to explode. And so when we do this work, sometimes people say to me, well, that's, I'm, it's just being human. And yes, the first step is just being human. Staying there is mm. choosing to suffer. And so that first step, we all have it that, that as coaches, something happens. I get angry. I get frustrated. I get disappointed. That's being human. That's feeling it. That's that's talking about it, processing it, releasing it. That has to be step one so that you can get to the healthy growth. Yeah. Yeah. And as you're expressing yourself, especially if you're doing this on paper, that's why I, I really I am the poster child for journaling. You know, I really, you know, all of my clients, you know, I do ask them, please, you know, I know you nobody wants to journal, but do yourself a favor and get out a journal and start work doing this work this way because then on the piece of paper there where you've you know talked about your feelings and your hurt and your anger here's the judgments they come straight up off the paper like you were talking about in neon sign you know oh i see i'm judging myself as incapable oh i see my uh, that i judge myself as stupid oh i see i judge myself as uh, um, you know, a doormat, you know, everybody takes advantage of me, whatever it is, you're going to see them on the paper. So once you, once you, you know, circle them, highlight them, mm-hmm. you know, this is you working with getting free of those judgments. And then, you know, some people, it, it's like just placing your hand on your heart and just, wow, you know, all of these misunderstandings that I've placed upon myself, I let them go. I just let them go. You know, I don't have to believe that. I don't have to self-perpetuate this kind of punishing um, energy towards myself. And it's not about fixing yourself, Karen. It's really about just accepting, like you said, that this is part of being human. We all judge. We, But once we get aware of it and once we are willing to release ourselves from it, that's when the healing starts to take place. We start to feel some relief about it. And then, you know, tell yourself the truth about the situation. And it's usually, you know, I'm doing the best I know how to do. You know, I'm going to be okay. Everybody's going to be okay in this situation. And I'm just because I made a mistake or just because I, I, you know, didn't live up to some impossible standard I've set for myself. I'm lovable just the way that I am. Those are truth statements. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, tell yourself all those messages that you need to hear right now. You know, be patient, be kind, be compassionate, be loving with yourself. And this is where I say encourage yourself by giving your heart back to yourself.
Going through divorce is challenging. It involves many issues, legal, financial, emotional, and social, and requires the guidance of a seasoned legal team to achieve optimal outcomes. That's the promise of Laufer, Delena, Jensen, Bradley, and Doran. Choosing the right family lawyer could be the most important decision you make in the divorce process. There's life after divorce, and Laufer's team helps you to get there. Providing options to mediate, arbitrate, collaborate, or litigate, the firm handles issues such as alimony, custody, child support, and equitable distribution. Each case is staffed with both a male and female attorney as their clients benefit from having both gender perspectives on their side, and that distinguishes their firm. You can get your free consultation today by calling 973-285-1444 and mention that you heard about them on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. And the energy that you're in, the emotional energy that you're in when you do that is is anabolic energy. It, it fills you up. It levitates you. It lifts you up. And, mm-hmm. and that is going to enable you to act in a more conscious way, in a healthier way. And so simply in processing, writing, processing, uh, reframing, looking at what might be more true, you are giving yourself the gift of uh, a healthier, higher level of emotional energy. Yeah. And we recognize this is, this is a path of courage mm-hmm. and you may not be able to do this work with yourself, but to have that intention towards doing that kind of ego work with yourself uh, or, you know, in, in involving the help of a friend, like we said, or your coach or a counselor, you know, somebody to hold with you while you do this very, you know, courageous work. It's, it's really worth it. And it's really a decision to imply courage to the situation so that your life expands instead of contracting. And it's an opposite, it's that opposite of discouraging yourself. It's encouraging. And, you know, when I say, you know, the word courage comes from that Latin word core, which means heart. And so discouragement is taking the heart out of something. You know, you can feel like, like your, your heart's hurting. It's, it's, it's like leaking out, you know, but encouragement is to provide the heart, to raise the spirits, to hearten. You know, to to bring that heart energy alive inside of you, and so I think it's no be, no um, you know accident really that the heart is the key to doing battle with discouragement. So if you withdraw your heart from yourself, from the situation, from the other people in it, the result is separation. It's hurt. It's loss. You know, you feel cut off from the things that are are true about you. So, you know, and the other thing is whatever this situation was, however upsetting it was, it's over. It's in the past, you know, and the other people have probably moved on from the situation, oblivious of your little drama and how you've been holding on to this uh, discouragement. So if you take those steps to give your heart back to yourself, you're choosing to love yourself through the situation, no matter what your thoughts are and your feelings are about it. 
this is what is healing. Absolutely. Uh, I have a client story um, that uh, I'd like to share. So uh, one of the people I'm working with is Craig and, um, and he was got on the phone deeply discouraged after having had a couple of legal engagements with his soon to be ex. And as he described what happened, it sounded like one win after another. And so I was struck by how discouraged he was and how disappointed and how hard on himself he was. And when I reflected that back to him and we started looking at each one, it was like, yep, that was a win. Yep, that was a win. And what was interesting was, and he had put in a lot of effort. He was patient. He was he was very mindful. I mean, he just had oodles to celebrate. And he said, but then I spoke to her the next day and she discounted it all and showed up the same way. And so it was an interesting one because the discouragement was I clearly didn't do a good job. I didn't succeed because another human being who always showed up a certain way showed up that way. Mm. And when we were able to kind of like, and I always like bringing humor to it. So, you know, to look at that and say, like, does she really have the power to take all of those wins mm. and the celebration away because she continues to um, behave the way she was behaved before all these things happened. And it was really this invitation and, and the energy shifted a hundred percent. Like he then was able to be like, wow, I did, I did this and this, we got this, we moved this way. This is going to be good for the kids. Like this whole thing. And I share this story because in that moment, nothing had changed. Um, what had happened happened the, the thing that changed was his ability to shift the way he was looking at it. And, um, and, and while some of it was a, a self condemnation part, the bigger part was being discouraged about everything that happened because it didn't change the other person. Well, going through divorce, as we know, we're not changing him or her. If we could, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> you know, it would be different. And so that noticing, talking it through and uh, and he was able to get off the phone, truly celebrating his wins. And as as we talk about Carrie so often, when you stand on the shoulders of your own celebrations and wins and strength and progress, um, you, you catapult yourself forward. And so we, we want that for all of you. Divorce is hard enough. We definitely want to make sure that you are celebrating who you are and what you're doing and the direction that you're moving in. Absolutely. And the story that you're sharing, it again, just, um, I think, beautifully exemplifies how our perceptual filters, the way we look at the world when we're in that discouraged place, it's completely, it's a completely different world, isn't same things are going on in the in the outer circumstances in the people that are there. Nothing has shifted until we shift 
we take the glasses off that we're looking out the world through that say, I'm a victim. I can't do anything right. It doesn't matter what I do. It's never going to, to be better. If we take those glasses off and like you said, put on the glasses that goes, hey, let's look at the ways that I did win. Let's look at the ways that inside of me, I had huge victories. It may not have changed the situation, but I can see it differently. Yep. And yeah, that's, that's, that's huge. Yeah. It's a great example. And that's how you move forward. That's how each of you are going to move closer to what you want by finding your way to seeing clearly and being encouraged by all that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's, there's this saying that you have to be willing to die in battle in order to win the war. And I love this saying, I don't know whether it's, you know, some ancient, um, you know, warrior wisdom or something like that, but you have to be a hundred percent willing, you know, not just kind of sort of willing. So what I'm talking about is that war with discouragement, with your own inner process that wants to send your energy down into the drain and uh, leave you sitting on the couch or not able to get out of bed and not able to do anything to support yourself. So if you're willing to die uh, you know, in that battle, you know, a hundred percent willing to sacrifice your thoughts and your feelings, you know, the, that's the game is started, right? The coward's way. And that means uh, a person lacking courage, their way out is to choose to remain a victim to what happened and let discouragement win and then give up. And then, you know, as they say, a coward dies a thousand deaths instead of just the one. And, you know, it's it's not necessarily, uh, you know, my saying that to heap yet another judgment on ourselves is like, okay, well, I can't win and I'm a coward. Great. But <laughs> Not what but we're meaning here. Not what we're meaning here, but it's that kind of battle with the invading forces of your ego of your limiting self-talk, the limiting patterns of the ego that you have to be willing to sacrifice those so you can really experience the freedom and peace that is truly part of your makeup. Yeah. And I think you said it earlier. It's like when when we when we hold on to discouragement and it may be that, you know, you've been in relationship with your inner critic for so long that to think otherwise is uncomfortable. Unfamiliar is typically uncomfortable in this particular case get uncomfortable, mm. um, get uncomfortable acknowledging what you are able to do and who you are and who you're striving to be. Uh, the work that we talk about on every single episode of JBD is this is, this work takes courage and to choose to stay in your comfort zone, uh, is so much more painful. So it's comfortable because it's familiar and yet it's, it's a place where you're not going to grow from, where you're not going to be able to, um, to live your fullest life. It's, it's stretching past that comfort zone. It's being honest with yourself. It's, it's, it's stripping that, that inner critic of the power it's had over you in there lies empowerment lies possibility lies you know your best future yeah absolutely and 
There is pain in divorce. Absolutely. There is pain. There's loss. There's grieving what what was, what we thought was. But then there's suffering. You know, and suffering is where we take what's going on, the painful parts of the the divorce process, and then we heap blame and judgment and all of that stuff on ourselves to where the suffering is ongoing and unrelenting. And so, um, you know, I had a, a client email me over the weekend. She could not get out of bed, you know, and we'd had a, a really positive uh, session uh, the the day before. And she just so clearly laid out what happened and uh, where she, she just uh, felt herself collapse in on herself and tell herself all of these things that were not true about her. And um, she, she even mentioned, I, uh, instead of getting up at the time that I wanted to get up, I was half asleep for two hours she allowed this sort of half sleep, half unconscious, half conscious state of suffering to, to um, really punish herself. And uh, my heart went out to her when I read that email because we all do that, you know, but to do that for two hours to yourself when you really don't deserve that, um, you know, just it's, it's such an um, eye-opening experience that so many of the people, you know, that we work with until they learn, you know, that so much of what they tell themselves is just not the truth. And being unkind to themselves is not going to produce the kind of life and the kind of decisions that they need to make their themselves happier and to be for the highest good of all concerned in their divorce. So I just, I offer that to you. If you feel, uh, as one of the listeners here, if, if you feel that urge, that pull to uh, indulge in that kind of self-negativity, um, do battle with your discouragement by giving your heart to yourself. Get Absolutely. up, get your journal out, you know, do this work. Start to apply your own loving to yourself. That's the way out. And life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. And I didn't say that. That was Anai Nin. So I love that um, quote. I think we could close with that. Yeah. Expand your life. Be be courageous. Be courageous. We talk so many times about who do you choose to be. And if you're at a loss for words, choose courageous. That'll serve you every time. Yeah. That's it. That's a wrap. (laughs) Carrie, thank you so much. Uh, If you are struggling with this, uh, we offer a free rapid relief call. You can have one with Carrie Doubts. Just just go to rapidreliefcall.com or you can go to our contact page and click Carrie Doubts and ask for a call and she'll schedule you one. So until the next time, uh, you take care. We'll be back soon with another episode of Team Talks. Thanks, Karen. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. 
If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.